It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol to tap and pay with contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa Everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Trevor Sikama is on the show today. You know him from the Draft Network. You know him from Locked On NFL Draft. In fact, we had him on Locked On Packers last spring to talk about the draft, but he also happens to be someone who follows the Tampa Bay Buccaneers very closely, used to cover them specifically now he has a broader purview when it comes to covering the lead and he does a a terrific job so really excited to get to that conversation as we kick off our week six coverage with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers this is a fascinating matchup for a number of reasons but it is worth noting this game opened even after the Buccaneers lost on Thursday night to the Bears The Packers were two-and-a-half-point underdogs. They're now one-and-a-half-point favorites, and I've seen it as high as two-and-a-half points. So we're talking about a huge turnaround in perception, in betting momentum, and I think that speaks to the level of onboard that the NFL, uh, and certainly the fans and bettors, have right now with this Green Bay Packers team. And one of the reasons to be supportive of the idea that this Green Bay Packers team is really good is how aggressive they've been. And Josh Hermsmeyer over at 538 uh, wrote a piece about scoring being up in the league. And he pointed out that one of the reasons scoring is up is because teams have been more aggressive this season going for it on fourth and short. So he decided, hmm. I wonder which teams take fullest advantage of the built-in 
advantages that you can create, the, the ones that we know from a statistical standpoint contribute to winning. So he looked at pre-snap motion rate, play action rate, and go for it rate. Going on fourth down when you have a likely chance of making it can lead to more points because it leads to better opportunities to score touchdowns. Play action has been shown to be more efficient than drop back passing and therefore much more efficient than any other kind of running because running is less efficient than passing. And we have good evidence now that pre-snap motion also contributes to positive plays. It doesn't have to be every play and not every kind of play is conducive to motion, but motion because of what it helps you to do in terms of creating flow and identifying defense can be helpful for your team. So he looked at all of these different items and said, okay, who does those things the most? Who does the most motion? Who does the most play action? Who, who goes for it the most in situations where the odds say it's smart to go? And what he found was number one, three teams stand out above everyone else. And more importantly, one of those teams is the Green Bay Packers. In fact, they are the most aggressive team by this index in the NFL. They are the number one team by EPA per play, and they are number one with a bullet. They have motion on 50% of their plays. They run play action on 31.5% of their plays, and they go for it. And this one is huge. They go for it a little less than 86% of the times when it looks like the math, at least, says it would be smart to go for it. That is, by the way, an increase over last year when they were one of the more conservative teams in terms of going for it. And this is another great opportunity for us to have a discussion about process over outcome. I don't want to belabor that point, but it's not just as simple as saying, oh, they went for it on fourth and one and didn't get it at the goal line and say, oh, they should have taken the field goal. No, going for it was the smart choice. And Matt LaFleur said as much. Matt LaFleur gave an outstanding answer on Monday when talking about, okay, uh, these are the things that that matter. These are the things that go into those decisions, and they're not easy decisions, but we take it all into account. And it was just, it was what you want a coach to say, even if he didn't say anything insightful. And, I, you know, he didn't really. And I, saying it back, I realized, oh, he didn't really say anything insightful. But what struck me, was it was clear that he had thought about it. It was clear that this was something that in the offseason, for example, they went through. And whether it was the analytics guys or whether it was, you know, just just Lafleur saying, I want to change this, there has been a marked change in how they're approaching these fourth downs. And that helps not just on those drives, but it helps you on the third downs. One of the reasons why this team is better on third down this year, and they're much better on third down offensively this season, is because they're willing to go for it on fourth down. So it's third and eight. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to get eight if they're in plus territory. He can get six. He can get four. And you can be in a position to go for it. We can't sit here and second guess every decision based on what happens at the end. And 
LaFleur will be the first person to tell you some of the play calls on these fourth and shorts have been bad. There have been a lot of interior runs. It worked with Aaron Jones against the Saints. It, it didn't work against the Falcons with Jamal Williams. There are going to be some ebbs and flows with this. And just because the math says go doesn't mean it's going to work out every time. We saw that on Sunday with the Vikings and the Seahawks. You know, Mike Zimmer makes a tough call. And even the analytics community argued over whether it was the right call or not, which I think just tells you it was a 50-50 call and he made a decision. It's the decision I would have made. I would go for it in that situation because it's one yard to win the game. One yard to win the game. And when you're the Packers offensive line, when you're this run game, give me the opportunity to go win this game. And also give me the opportunity to put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands because if he sees something he likes in the defense, he might change the play. He's going to get them in all likelihood into the perfect play. This is not going to always happen because, you know, sometimes the perfect play can get blown up. You can have the perfect play call and your guys might not execute it. So, you know, we can talk about the offensive line playing great, and they are. They're the best offensive line in the league right now. Billy Turner, by the way, best pass block win rate in football at offensive tackle. And he was supposedly a problem. A lot of Packer fans on Twitter have some apologizing to Billy Turner to do at least for this first month of the season. And we can talk about Aaron Rodgers and the great play there. And we can talk about Devontae Adams and this run game and the breakout of Big Bob Tanyan. But so much of this stems from a mindset and we have seen it from the outset it starts with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers it is truly the all gas no break mentality go for it on fourth down use play action to create shot plays use pre-snap motion to your advantage and always be trying to push your advantages even on the margins even if pre-snap motion increases your Estimated points added by fractions. Over time, those things can build up. And we saw it week one. They throw the jet sweep out there a bunch. And they haven't gone to it more than once or twice since then. But it still moves defenses every play. Those kinds of marginal advantages matter in every game. Because the margin, by the way, between winning and losing in the NFL is so small. It's so small. And the execution is so crucial that one step here, one step there, being a half second late to fill the gap or having your eyes in the wrong place for a split second and all of a sudden things move so quickly as a defender, you're screwed. The Packers have been outstanding at manipulating defenses and doing it in a way that always keeps the pedal down. That's been the problem last year. When they would build the lead and they would they look great on script and then it would go to hell. Well, they're not doing that this year. And if anything, they're getting better as the game wears on because they create a little tendency. The defense makes an adjustment and then they already have their counter ready to go. It, it, it's just an approach. It's clearly an approach and a mentality. And right now it's working for the Green Bay Packers to the tune of the best offense in football and very well might be the best team in football right now. And if you want the best team in auto parts, it's never a pretty experience to go to a store and have to talk to the, the, the guy there and figure out, am I getting ripped off? Is this the right price? Is this the right part even? 
Make it easy and go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to Rock Auto and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts to tail lights, motor oil, and even new carpet. RockAuto.com has a unique and easy-to-navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications along with the prices that you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. All right, let's get to my conversation with Trevor Sikama. You'll understand even though right now he is a, a national NFL writer and an NFL draft podcast host, you can follow him on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey. You understand why he's on the show now? Uh, like I said, he hosts the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, and I, I think he is just a, a blast to talk ball with. Trevor, thanks for coming on Locked On Packers. Yeah, of course, man. Good to be with you as always. Last time you were on the show, we were talking some NFL draft, but that is not your only area of expertise. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also fall in that realm, and uh, they had one of the more, I think, curious uh, outcomes of Week 5, a, a bizarre Week 5 with that Thursday night loss. So as we stand here a little over a month into the season, there are some really positive metrics for this team. Football Outsiders loves them. Uh, but where are you with just the the standing of this team in terms of their quality right now today? Yeah, yeah. I think what word did you use? Confusing or curious? Yeah. What did you use there? For, uh, I was I was just gonna say that's a great word uh, to mean take a shotgun straight to your own foot, and, and that's exactly what happened against the Chicago Bears last week. But uh, no, it's been look. There have been some things that have been great with the Buccaneers, and, and I really think the perception of Hey, they're doing things really well, but they're still kind of getting in their own way a little bit. It's it's brought forth some narratives that people just don't know what to think right now in Tampa because for so long, and I'm not even just talking about Bucks fans. I mean, I'm talking about national media people who are trying to catch up on really the culture and and what the Buccaneers currently have right now as to assess their 2020 outlook. They just haven't been good for the last 10 years. So people don't exactly know, like, when things go well, they're still surprised, but it's Brady and the offense should be good. And when things go bad, they, they kind of just, like, regress to, oh, it's the same old Buccaneers. Nothing's ever going to change. The truth is often in between. And, and yeah. I think that, you know, for the Buccaneers right now, there's a lot of things that you like. 
Brady's got a great connection with Mike Evans. He seems to have a pretty good connection with all of the receivers when they're out there and when they're healthy. Minus Justin Watson, but Justin, Justin Watson's kind of more of a practice squad guy, uh, end of the depth chart player anyways. And so that part you like. On the defensive side of things, boy, that defense playing fast. I mean, they are aggressive mm-hmm. to the ball. They are taking the identity of their defense coordinator, Todd Bowles, to a T. And, you know, back when Vita Vea was was uh was healthy he went down last week with with an injury that's going to keep him out for the season but brutal they built that defense from the inside out and via was having an awesome year um next to him the dominican sue was still having a great year the two edge rushers were being fantastic the linebackers were flying around that young secondary was taking to a lot of people really sleeping on him going on into the year and so those are things that are going well but Offensive line still having penalties here and there. There's been drives that it's just stalled out for whatever reason. I don't know if it's chemistry between the offensive play caller, Byron Leftwich, and, and, and Tom Brady himself, or what exactly it is. But it's so funny because when the Bucks are on, they're on. Yeah. They, they, they trounce teams, and they look like they're unstoppable. But then there are times where they really just get in their own way, and I don't think people know how to handle it. And the way that I would say it is, look, a lot of moving parts – a lot of new a lot of new pieces that came in this offense we had the pandemic lack of practice time lack of training camp the way that we saw it lack of preseason that's all coming to a head and i think that you're all seeing it play out here in the 2020 season so still a very t- talented team but no doubt you're not exactly sure who you're going to get week in and week out you know who they kind of remind me of as you're describing it i'm just the wheels are turning they remind me a lot of last year's packers and yeah. in the way that like oh they go up 14 nothing and then they just they sort of go to sleep for a quarter or two. And and the Bucks have in some ways done the opposite. I mean, they did that against the Chargers where they looked bad for a half and then looked like the best team in football for a half. Uh, it's a stop and start thing. The, the penalties, all of a sudden, okay, now it's first and 20. Tom Brady's not used to first and 20 because the Patriots don't make those mistakes. So it's, right. it's really interesting. And the defense has carried them in a lot of ways, much like the Packers defense did early in their season last year. So... I still think that that Tampa Bay can get it together. What I want to know, and this is a vital question, did Tom Brady include in his contract a scrappy white receiver? Because I don't know how Scotty Miller is on this team. I don't know how. Because against the Chargers, he looked like the best version of Julian Edelman, being beating guys down right, the field. Right. I, it, I, I, Trevor, I don't get it. No, so Scotty Miller, it's funny, and this is this is another kind of local angle to outsider angle, and you're and and I, I don't blame you at all for this. You're looking at the situation like, how does Tom Brady have another? One? Like, how are we? How are we here at this point where he's got the exact same mold of slot receiver that everybody watched week in and week out when he was with the Patriots? And you're like, it's Julian Edelman. Like, just cover him. Like, why why, why are you just letting him catch the ball? Now he kind of has. Sort of that same presence, although I'll say this, you know, Scotty Miller gives a lot more of a deep threat yeah, than what it's Julian true. Edelman was. It's true. And he was at uh, Bowling Green. He was also a track star. He was he was there as well as in high school. He's a guy who can really, really fly in. He's got great chemistry with Brady. That was something that was a big takeaway of him coming out of the uh, adjusted training camp. I'll just yeah. say that is that he had a great rapport with, with Scotty Miller, and you knew that that was going to be strong going into the season. This team he lost didn't play lacrosse in college, which is a little disappointing. Oh, yes. 
This is true. That that's that's missing from the resume. Um, you know, it was just it, it's an interesting chemistry that they have there. This team lost Adam Humphreys, their longtime slot receiver, two years ago to free agency. He's now with the Tennessee Titans, and they kind of draft this Scotty Miller, and everybody thought like, oh, this is the new Adam Humphreys. But they wanted almost like a souped up Adam Humphreys, mm-hmm. like they wanted a Bruce Arians offense version of Adam Humphreys because where Humphreys is a very quick hit, you know, he was great underneath. He was a good security blanket with Jameis Winston was the quarterback. If you're playing in an Arians offense, I don't care if you're the outside X, if you're the Y, if you're the Z, if you're a tight end, whatever you are, you have to be able to threaten vertically. That's just the formula of the offense. And so that's what they have in Scotty Miller now. They're hoping that they can get a little bit more of that security blanket work from him, take some of those Julian Edelman things and maybe adapt that to his game. But right now they're really, they're sending him deep. They're having him stretch the field. And yeah, he's becoming a favorite target of Tom Brady, no doubt. The defense, which you mentioned, uh, the secondary is young. I think no one is is uh, older than three years into the league. Is that right? And, and you mentioned the front. Losing Vita Vea, uh, what do you think the impact of that is going to be moving forward? Because it is nice to have those guys who can not only rush the passer but stop the run to take some pressure off of that young secondary. Yeah, look, you know, Packers fans know what a strong nose tackle yep. can do for the rest of your defense because they've got a great one in Kenny Clark. And I, I would argue that Vita Vea was playing better than almost any nose tackle in the NFL or right up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't need to compare and make it a linear list of, oh, he's clearly number one. But he was playing fantastic. Awesome. And, you know, when the Bucks drafted him at number 12 overall in 2018 a lot of people said hey we needed a playmaker right that was the draft that derwin james was in and they passed on derwin james to pick a guy like vea and it's like man you know they needed somebody who could go after the ball and when james just as one example you know had his fantastic rookie year a lot of bucks fans were like how could they possibly pass on this guy just for a a space eater a two-gap player and really it was a long-term outlook and this year because they with todd bowles now orchestrating the defense you could feel the presence of Vea. He, in the middle, was allowing everybody else to play free. And I, I'm not even just talking about the linebackers. I'm talking about the edge guys, too, getting one-on-ones. And even Dominican Sue next to him is a three-tech. He was Vea's presence was allowing those guys and that entire defense to play extremely fast. And that's yeah. something that Todd Bowles loves to do. Going back to the secondary, yeah, I, I believe that of the starters, the guys who regularly right, play, right, right. Uh, Carlton Davis is the elder statesman at 23 years old. You know, it, it, it's Carlton Davis. It's Jamel Dean. Yeah. It is Sean Murphy Bunting. It's Antoine Winfield Jr. It's Mike Edwards on the back end. They also have Jordan Whitehead, too. So Jordan Whitehead, actually, he might be older than 23. Jordan Whitehead might be. But he's the one who is the three years into the league. But yeah, it, it, it's a young group. It's a group that's flying around. It, it's a group that's uh, got a lot of energy to it. And they're still... You know, taking their lumps, realizing when they can play super fast, when they can be aggressive. But man, no doubt about it that this secondary is uh, embracing the challenge of really getting slept on early in the year because of their age. And they're, like I said earlier in the podcast, taking the identity of their defense coordinator and putting that out on the field. And look, I love Todd Bowles. I think he is uh, one of the best defensive minds in the game that we have. And if you're going to p- play a three man front, if you don't have a nose tackle, you don't have a defense. And that's been that's been true for years. And even in the modern NFL, I think it's going to continue to be true because some of these running games with with some of the the creative things that they can do, the the Kyle Shanahan's of the world, it's really hard if teams can run for six yards, seven yards a carry. Ask the Packers, by the way. Um, right. <laughs> like they know that as well as anyone. I want to flip this back to the offense, though, because 
when we looked at the the Chargers game, that was right after the comments about play action and how much mm-hmm. was or wasn't um, being used. And, and Tom Brady was using it on a preposterously low number of dropbacks. And then in that game, there it was. And they were killing teams with it. And it was Mike Evans on deep over routes. And it was Scotty Miller on shot plays. And it was all kinds of creative stuff. O.J. Howard down the field. Unfortunately, he's now hurt. But then we saw a, a regression, I think, of not just the, the play action part of it, but the execution part of this offense on Thursday against the Bears. So how much of that is this push-pull of identity? And how much of it is just, oh, yeah, well, the Bears are just a better defense than the Chargers. Yeah, I, I do think that they're absolutely working through their identity. And if you want to go to the backfield, I mean, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, I mean, they've got that rotation in there. McCoy seems like he he's clearly the pass catching back there. Fournette plays as a rotation, almost like as a closer, a second half guy to Ronald mm-hmm. Jones who starts the games. But they don't know what they're going to get from Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette every week. And I think that that's kind of a problem because I think that Arians, or at least we haven't seen that, you know, maybe they see a little bit more behind the scenes at practice every day, but you know, I covered, I I was covering the bucks. I'm not covering them this close this year, but back when I was a beat reporter for them for the last two years, I saw all that there was to see with Ronald Jones mm-hmm. and he just like the light just never came on with him. Now he's had back-to-back 100 yard rushing games and he looks better. He's got more weight on him. He looks more confident and that's good. But I feel like there's still some reservations about him being the full-time guy. And so I don't know if they're just trying to figure out what their identity is on the ground as, as a team and who they want to put where I do think it's a work in progress, but I think you might be seeing that creep up in, Types of plays that are called right. decision making, game plan building, those kinds of things. Because I'm with you, it's it, it's there's not a big inclination or hint one way or the other, like what kind of team they want to be. Yes, they want to be a vertical passing team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That is Bruce Arians through and through, even with him not calling plays and it being Byron Leftwich. But outside of that, they're still trying to figure out who gets the ball where. Mm-hmm what plays are called when, that kinds of stuff around being a vertical offense. And so, yeah, I really just do think that certainly the Bears are a lot better uh, of a defense than I think the Chargers were, but I don't think the Chargers are too much of slouches either. You know, nope. they're, they're a little weak at the linebacker level, but they've got some talent on that team, especially in the secondary, even with Dorman James out as well. So I don't think they were really a pushover. I think that this Tampa team is just still trying to figure who they are, who figure out who they are week in and week out. You know what you can be sure you're getting with Ronald Jones? Drops. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember a a back. I mean, just like wide open in his hands, just off his, like it it was astonishing to me. I mean, he had three or four last week alone. But, but that's, that's, that's the thing with Ronald Jones is that when you put the ball in his hands and you give him the right running lane to run through, he'll give you speed. He'll give you burst. He'll give you tackle breaking ability. Right. He'll give you yards after contact stuff. And you'll love it. And if if he hits the hole, if he, if he reads the blocking right and he gets to that point, it's great. And I think that he could be a talented running back in that regard. But those drops that he had against Chicago, those aren't just like, oh, bummer, he dropped it. Those are like, you clearly cannot be counted upon on passing downs right. now, if you are that bad at catching, right. because there's a difference between like, you know, like having some bad drops and having a bad game. And Ronald Jones, just like, those are terrible. You, 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 
that's a big problem for Tampa too. They're becoming identifiable yeah. in their personnel from their running backs. LaShawn McCoy's in the game. It's going to be a pass play. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got him in there for a reason. If Ronald Jones is in the game, probably going to be a run play because they can't trust him. They can't trust him to be a pass catcher in there. And so that I do think is something that, again, when we talk about what Tampa is working through, the identity of their running back room goes beyond just who gets the ball out of the backfield as a ball carrier. It has to do with the personnel that you put out there, um, how you can keep defenses guessing. And I'm not, I just don't think that Tampa is doing a good job of that yet, but really I don't know how much it is on the coaching staff as much as it is the players. They've got to be more versatile for Tampa to utilize them in better uh, ways and keep the defense on their heels a little bit because you're you're right. When Ronald Jones is in the game as a pass catcher, that ain't keeping anybody on their heels. They know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, free Keyshawn Vaughn. That is my position on this. I, I loved Vaughn coming out. And and uh, by the way, so did the Packers. They really liked Vaughn as a, as a prospect. Um, oh, okay. We can't have this uh, discussion about the Bucks and not have at least some dedicated time to talk about the level to which you think Tom Brady is washed. So I'm not, I, I'm not going to lead the question. I just I'm going to throw the idea out there and I want to hear your reply. No, he's he's he is not washed now. Well, I, said, I did say the level think... to which, so you could be like a two on a scale of one to ten. Okay, okay, all right. So I, I can get into that a little bit. I'll start by <laughs> I'll start by saying this. You know, when the Bucks got Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski came back, and they upgraded the offensive line with Tristan Wirfs, and when Antoine Winfield Jr. was going crazy, and how they brought back Shaq Barrett on the on the franchise tag, everybody looked like they were going to take a, a step up from their younger years and really evolve into something in twenty twenty. A lot of people were saying, "Hey, look." The, Tampa, the, the, the Super Bowl is held in Tampa this year. Tampa could be the first team to win it in their hometown. Nobody's ever done that before. We're predicting, you know, Brady's just used to going to Super Bowls. This could be a Super, uh, Super Bowl year for Tampa. I always thought that that was a pipe dream. Mm. I thought that Tampa would certainly be better. You know, anywhere from like a 9-7 and seven, potentially and um, an 11-5 and five season, somewhere in between there. I think that Tampa is making the playoffs. But a Super Bowl run? I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're to that point. So I, I, I intro that saying that what I think of Tom Brady right now is a, what is he, 43, 44, mm-hmm. 43, I think yep. it is the number that's in my head. As a 43-year-old, it might look very different next year. I don't know how steep the drop-off is going to be for Brady. But as of right now, dude is not washed. It is a it is a 2 out of 10. I, I'm going off of your, your metrics just saying to, to okay. rank it here. He's not washed at all. He's throwing the deep ball very well. He's timing things well. He's getting used to his receiver, sure, but in terms of the arm strength, getting the ball down there when it needs to be down there, he ain't washed. Now, is he Brady from 09? Like, is he is he Brady from when he had Randy Moss on his team and he saw Randy Moss deep down the field and went, yeah, two on one, I don't care. I like my odds. I'm, I'm hurling it down there. No, he's not that same guy, but you got to look through it in the right lens. When I say wash, when we talk about washed, him being not usable anymore, that's the definition to me. And he is nowhere close to that. He is still one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He can make the throws you want him to make. Are they on a rope? Are they to the sideline leaving smoke off the ball? No, they're not. But he could do it. He's got good timing. And I really don't think that the field is becoming that much smaller for him here in this 2020 season. What will it be in 2021 where I think the Bucs might have a better chance to be uh, actual Super Bowl contenders? Depending on how they build out the roster, I guess. That's a different conversation. I don't know how quickly Father Time is going to catch up to Tom, but it has not yet. 
Except maybe on some some deep outs to the to the far hash, like maybe well, maybe maybe right, stash listen, some of those. But listen, he's not Drew Brees. That, he's those, not he's th- not Philip Rivers. Are, those guys have physically declined far more than Brady. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree on that. Yeah, I I, th- I think that you're right there. And I will say the uh, the out routes that he's got caught on for the pick sixes, those were Justin Watson who was running those routes. And you take a a special teams practice squad late drafted guy and you put him in the Mike Evans role and have him running out. He's not threatening any cornerbacks. Yeah. He's not making anybody, you know, <laughs> fear him getting vertical. And right. that's that's a lot of what it was. And so I, I think that that has something to do with it, too. No doubt. Uh, Trevor, uh, this is this has been great. I really appreciate your insight. And uh, it, there's I'm sure there's already NFL draft stuff to talk about. So so plug your other stuff here. Yeah, of course. Uh, Taking a a more national approach to covering the league as a whole, which is why I'm very excited about this uh, Packers-Bucks matchup. Um, But I'm doing that over at thedraftnetwork.com. We're we're covering the league about as wide as you possibly can, getting a wide variety of topics in there. But of course, we're staying true to our name too. The Draft Network, you can find a database of I think the scouting staff has it up to 400 college players that already have scouting notes to them as we're running through the college football season now. So anything you want to know about the draft, whether it's it's some team needs, running through mock drafts, player reports, you can find it over at thedraftnetwork.com. Front office number 33. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, of course, Peter. Anytime. All right. I want to thank Trevor again for joining the show. Before we finish up, let's talk about Built Go. You've heard me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever created. I know you know all about that. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. This is something that I think everyone could use a little bit of right now. Sometimes you just need to pick me up. Take a one and a half ounce package, put it in your briefcase, put it in your golf bag, put it in your pocket, just to have, put it in your purse. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash. Plus it's natural. So it's better for your body. You don't have to feel like you're filling your body with chemicals and all of those drinks can, can leave that gross aftertaste in your mouth. No, three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy with collagen protein, the fast absorbing kind that gets into your system fast, plus it's easy on your stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. 
All right, I want to thank Trevor again for joining the show. Tomorrow we have our weekly Zhao You Doing segment with Lily Zhao from Fox 6. How you doing? Uh, and so we'll have some fun there. And then, of course, crossover Thursday uh, with with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers folks to give you as big a preview and as comprehensive a preview as we possibly can. I have some fun stuff coming this week for Packer Report and Acme Packing Company. So keep an eye out for all of the written work. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe wherever you find podcasts. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.